Peace and Black Power family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And I am joined by my lovely co-host, Marcy Lee. How are you doing, sister? I am doing awesome. How are you doing today? I'm all right. It seemed like it's been a minute since we did a live, right? Yeah, it's been like probably like a week at least. At least a week. Uh, the last time we did a live, we had the good brother Red Pill on here. And that was a very uh, informative uh, podcast, if I must say. It was. It was very informative. And, you know, I have to say something about that podcast real quick. Go ahead. Because, <laughs> you know, we got feedback. And oh. people was talking about my eyes. Oh. <laughs> well, go ahead. Explain it to them. Well, I, people who know me know when I'm listening and thinking, I just look intense. But people were talking about me rolling my eyes. No, I was in agreement with the brother Red Pill. There was nothing that he said that I disagreed with. I was just heavy in think mode, you uh, know. So I just want the people to know that I was not rolling my eyes at the brother <laughs> at all. So I just wanted to clear that up. All right, let me, um, I'm trying to um, see if I can see some comments. I see a lot of people coming in. Mm -hmm. I don't see none of the comments. But in any event, today I, I wanted to get on here. Um, I wanted to discuss topics, right? And one of these topics, as y'all can see from the title of it, um, we're going to address the situation in, in that has been going on live time now right um and, and i perfectly titled this you know um for those that express vitriol to black people that are about upward mobility and and, and black liberation right and they call them hotep or right. um hotep hustlers right now, the word hotep simply means peace. Peace, All right. Jews, they say shalom. That means peace. Muslims say assalamu alaikum. You know, but there has been this negative connotation towards the word hotep. And you, you, you have a lot of people that express vitriol towards individuals that are about black liberation. Now, some of it is funny. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Um, if you remember back when um, Hidden Colors, not Hidden Colors, Living Colors mm -hmm. was on. Yeah. They have a scene in there where he said, Hotep, my brother. Uh -huh. And he start, um, you know, <laughs> speaking about, you know, African empowerment and, and he do it in, in a um, comedic way. And, you know, that was funny, you know, and you have some brothers that, you know, speak like that <laughs> and that's out here in, in uh, black society. But everybody is not hotel, you know, and there are several memes and I was trying to figure out how could I um, share a slide on here. I still didn't figure it out. But um, I'm, I'm going to bring them up anyway. And I'm going to bring it up on my computer and just read it, right? There's a picture of, it's like a, a 
Egyptology, and it's like hieroglyphics written on the wall, and it said black conscious people be like they stole Santa and Rudolph from from who from Kemet. Okay, they stole Santa and Rudolph from Kemet. They saying black conscious people be saying that, and then they got the big words "Hotep, my brother." And then there's another one, and it says how to identify hoteps. It says this specimen can usually be found champion for the rights of black men while simultaneously throwing black women, black trans person, black members of the LBGT community or anyone else who is not a black male under the bus. Now, you know, that had to be someone that was a feminist and a hater of straight black pride, you know. That's not the meaning of hotep. And people that says hotep does not really subscribe to everything that they saying they against. Hotep simply means peace. Before we even start this podcast, let me say this, right? Those of us, you know, who are about black liberation and empowerment, we do come in peace. But be mindful, right, that we was violent before we came peaceful. You know, every brother that that you see or you might call, you know, a hotep hustler, or ashy hotep, ain't, ain't, ain't one of these soft coons that's walking around here. Let's be mm. very mindful of that. What was your um first interaction with the word hotep? Did it have a, not, a negative connotation to it? No, it didn't have a negative um, connotation to it, but that was several years ago when people were really trying to find their higher selves. Uh, And of course, I interacted with a few groups trying to learn like as much as I could. Um, So no, there was nothing negative about the Hotep community until recently. It seemed to be something like when everybody start hating on this woke you know, everybody starts just hating the word woke. And I think that it may be bled over to the Hotep um, community. But I have heard some negative things and I have not witnessed it. I have not seen it. But um, that last meme that you read talking about um, basically that it, it is limited to black males. Like, so if you're not a black male, you're excluded. I haven't felt that. I'm not familiar with that experience, but there are people who have had that experience. So I can't really speak on that. You have several sisters that will greet you in an honorary greeting of Hotep. So I don't understand how that is just relegated to black men. That's black men say. I heard several sisters say, Hotep, brother, how are you today? You know, so I, I, I. I, I don't understand that. You know, at one time, the word hotep was very popular, especially uh, in the hip-hop industry. In 2008, uh, Q-Tip, he had a track called Move, right? And he said, we made it cool to wear medallions and say hotep. So that was in 2008. But I think in about 2014, the negative connotation started coming around. And that's because more people was being woke. More people were studying Kemet. More right. people was coming into their consciousness of their high self. Well, I know, like you just brought up 2008, the first group that pops into my head is X-Clan. 
Mm-hmm. Like I think about mm-hmm. X Clan when I think about Hotep um, community and even Arrested Development. Like you know, it's it, it's a lot of people from back in the day who was kind of on it um, way before you know mass society got on board. So yeah, two thousand fourteen, there was a hashtag called Hotep Twitter, and I think that's what said every, <laughs> set everything off. You know, once you get on the internet. Well, you know what? Right. We we have to admit some people take on the identity and you know it's it's you know, it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but they're into it. And I think yeah. some people just get um turned off by it because they're so removed from it, they don't understand it, so they, they might have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, you gotta let people do their own thing. And the movie, not the movie, the episode, um, Insecure on HBO, in episode two, the character named Molly, she was like, my boyfriend only knows hotep niggas. <laughs> After that episode, there were so many memes going around about hotep. And in it, um, she said um, how he, you know, his friend speaks. And it says, I just want a queen that respects herself and who lays off swine, who stands beside her king like a strong black woman should. Uh, but my queen got to be a freak, too. You know, and... What's so, I got to do with a hotel? But go ahead. But no, the, the the part where she said her boyfriend only knows hotel niggas. You know, so that was like an introduction to those that are not into the inner circle of consciousness when they first got hold of the world. And mm. so like with anything else, um, it becomes uh, trending, especially when people are downplaying it. No one wants yeah. to be research of the origin of the world. They want to just join in on a bandwagon. But what stems from this topic today and for me bringing it up, right, is R&B singer Jiden. How, how you pronounce his name? I always thought his name was Jendaya, but it's wrong. Jendaya. You know what? I have to admit, I didn't look into it as much as I should have. Well, but I, I always called him Jendaya. Yeah, I, I, can't I don't think that's his name, name. though. I'm going to call him Jardina. <laughs> okay. Right? Because he wears his hair in the conk. You know, I don't know if Janae Moshe, well, Janae, what's Janae, her name? Yeah, Monet. She, I Janae know Monet. business partners are artists. I don't know right. if she's doing his hair or something like that. But, yo. You know, he's a moist coon to me. Oh. He uh, put up uh, a tweet, right? And I'm going to read this tweet to y'all family. In this tweet, he says, Hotep's are one of my top five enemies. And this is the same individual that went on the breakfast club. And he said that, homosexuality has its origin and began in Africa, right? Mm. And I'm going I'm to just quote some of the stuff he said on there. He said, you got the Uganda king in the kingdom of Buganda at that time. I never heard of that word, Buganda. That's some uh, Badusi uh, rhetoric that's going on. But mm. he's, anyway, he said, before Buganda, there was an openly gay king. He revealed much to everyone's surprise. If you go to Zimbabwe, the businessman 
as they call them, they see homosexually homosexual acts in the Cape paintings. If you go to different communities in Africa, there was different rites of passage where if a woman was with a man or a man was with a woman, they were thought to be more powerful. Okay. Is he gay? Since when have someone's sexuality determines the powerfulness of that person? You know, you, you have to be very careful of what people come online and what they spread. Um, there's a, a book, right, that uh, individuals are, are fond of quoting. Um, it's, it's called Boy... It's called Boy Wives and Female Husbands or something to that effect. Okay. And this book is the book that is screwing the garbage about homosexuality coming out of Africa. And those are the talking points that he that he using that coming from this book. So I, I don't know if you heard me, but I asked you, is he gay? Do you know? I, I I don't know if he's gay and, you know, like with anything else or with anybody else. It, it really doesn't matter. I don't care about what Yeah, it matters to me. I, I mean, I like to get a, an idea of the mindset of the person um, when I'm thinking about things like this. Just want to know where they're coming from. I, I will say this, though. He do have moist tendencies. <laughs> you know, the way he wears hair, his mannerism, you know, um, but whether he is or not, and, and I, you know, I will go on the side to say he probably is. Because usually you have those that are, are gay. You know, they want to champion for the rights of gay. They want to make it seem like, you know, it, it's a normalized uh, thing for society. So mm -hmm. it be normalized. And um, well, we all know, like, I know you, you mentioned a book. And that's one book that you mentioned. I'm, I'm sure there's several others, but when you're doing research and you're repeating information, what I learned when you're doing research, you should always have at least three sources. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. I don't know if that's the case here, but you know how sometimes people need things to um, confirm, you know, their views and their opinions. So mm -hmm. they find anything that was printed and uh, published. That's good enough for them. Absolutely. Um, so. But, you know, even like just say for the sake of the argument, we can find three books, right? That doesn't make it truthful. That doesn't make it scientific or credible facts. What we can go on is the uh, the depiction of ancient kings and queens in Africa, the depictions on the wall, the monuments, things that they left behind. And th th now if we go to the Greek and the Romans, we see all of that pedophilia and homosexuality. Mm. Nowhere's origin began. So to say that the Europeans got it from the Africans, come on, bro, stop it. You know, um, well, I just wonder what his point was. Like, he just wanted to, nah, he just um, he just came out and, and, and just say that. And you know, it, you know, with the advent of social media. You know, everybody want to go viral. You could say something controversial and then make its way around the internet. I'm not sure if um, that was what he was planning on doing, but it, it definitely um, made its way to me, and I, and I and I wanted to speak on it. Did you did you read his his uh, tweet? What he just said. 
Did you After that? No, yeah, the one where he said he don't mess with hotel people or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read that. Um, I'll read it again too. Uh, he said hoteps are one of my top five enemies. Wow, that's a very powerful statement. Those are people in our community. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and he's saying they're enemies. Yeah, his top five, top five dead or alive. It's, you got, you got to understand. Wow. Right now, the world, whether you gay, straight. Uh, your your political persuasion, your religious persuasion, black society is fighting against racism and white supremacy. They must really do something to his um, security of his manhood. I, mean, I just don't understand what a group of people, a whole group of people, you're 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 putting them all together in a group saying that they're your enemies. I, I can't imagine what they could have done um, as a group to have him feel this this way. But, you know, we all have our own path. I have no clue. Um, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, racist white supremacists and, and race soldiers out here killing unarmed men, women, and children, black women, black men, black children, are not your enemy. Did anybody ever step to him and ask him what it was about? Did you see any not, response? Not, not, not that I know of. Not oh, okay. All you right. know, they you know, they hide behind um their keyboards, you know, as far as like uh physically stepping to him, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm sure um I ain't the first one to call him out on it and I won't be the last. Right. But you know, we ain't gonna give him too much shine. We're gonna move on to our next subject matter okay and you know what i want to pull up for this segment i definitely has to pull up well let me do it on there i want to pull up my uh facebook because I, I was left a lot of comments and for the record family i know that many of y'all probably not seeing my instagram post i am being shadow banned on instagram and for those that don't know what shadow ban is, you still can see my post, but I won't come up your feed. A lot of people that's probably me, I won't come up. And um, posts that I would usually get a couple of thousands of views, likes, and comments on, I am now getting two and three comments on. <laughs> it is you know, I can attest to that because I'm like, I don't get any of your posts. Yeah. Like, it never comes down my feet. None of your posts. Yeah, so I've been going online. They said that the solution to this is uh, you have to remain off of uh, social media for three days, 72 hours, and um, the shadow pan will be lifted. So we'll see. But nevertheless, that's why it's very important. You know, I'm known to get banned from Facebook. <laughs> I, I was banned for four months from Instagram. So... This is a platform that you can always find me on. You always can find me on Necessary Blackness Podcast. You can go right to um, any streaming app that streams podcasts and just simply put in the word Necessary Blackness. Um, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our page. Make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you hit that bell so that you can get notifications. But let me get to this. 
what I'm uh, attempting to pull up is some comments I received about a post. And this post is about a restaurant owner in Dallas, Texas. And his name is Kevin Kelly. And there was a young lady, a black young lady, unfortunately, who was twerking on the table. Now, when you hear someone say twerking on the table, let me be able to give it to you so you can visualize it. She wasn't just twerking, dancing on the table. She was dancing on top of the table. She was mm. twerking on top of the table. And she was a, um, a big, heavy sister, you know, Lizzo style. And uh, <laughs> you know, I try not to laugh on that. Go ahead. She was twerking on on top of the table, and there's a video that's circulating, right? And in the in the video that I posted is one of the videos, um, where you see her twerking, and then it cuts to him approaching her. But there is another video I have yet to find. There, I haven't been looking for it, but I heard it circulating. Where it's extended version where he went two and three times and told them, listen, you can't be doing that. You can't be dancing here. And um, they decided to still do it. And he went in on them, you know. And if you ask me, he did it very respectfully, you know. Um, some people are not used to people that speaks with authority and doesn't speak as if they under authority. And that seems to be disrespectful when you speak as an alpha male, when you stand on your truth. But in any event, right, um, when he spoke to them, this is some of the things he said. He said, I invested a lot of money into buying this building and developing this concept so black people could have somewhere nice to go. That was one of, one of his comments he said. Um, then he went on to say, that 75% of his customers are women mm -hmm. and want to show them respect for themselves, for how they carry themselves. So that's why I tell men to respect them. And you guys are twerking. You guys are twerking here. If you want to do it, get the fuck out my restaurant. So a lot of people said, you know, he was mm -hmm. right. In, in what, but to get the fuck out the restaurant, was it that was that was a little overboard now my opinion is you know i done told family members i done told friends i done told individuals to get the fuck out of my house and i'm sure you probably told people to get out your house as well this is a man who establishes business not only is he a business owner he brought the business he bought the building i meant yeah, you know building. to start a business has a certain clientele and um, this created a lot of controversy online. Um, everybody, yeah. you know what? So your opinion? I was. Um, I read that he invested uh, about a million dollars. Wow, that's a lot because I think the building it was about seven hundred thousand. Mm. You know, I'm not sure on the numbers, but it was a, a substantial amount. Mm -hmm. uh, I can understand his frustration. I think that any business owner who wants to see their investment elevate and thrive, um, want to keep what people would say the riff raff out. Like Absolutely. things that's going to devalue um, your property and your business. Mm -hmm. I think that the way he approached them, I don't think that it was professional. I think that he's asking these 
patrons to behave in a certain manner, but that's not what he gave them. I think that there's a way that he could have stood in his power as a black man without the theatrics. Um, but I do take in consideration that he was frustrated and he was angry because I get it. I would have been, you know, kind of like what is going on. I think he should approach that individual and said, you know, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Plain and but simple. He, he approached him twice, though. No, he didn't ask him to leave. He let him remain. And then he just blew up at everyone. So no, I, feel- he, I think I think to me personally, I think his. His message wasn't directed to everyone. His message was directed specifically to them. He never addressed nobody else. And he approached quite what you said still continue the behavior. That's what I'm saying. How many times? I don't ask over and over again. You know what I'm saying? That's why I never had to ask nobody to leave my house. I've never asked nobody to get the fuck out. Never. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because people respect me because I have a certain level of expectations. So I feel like if he went over them one, two, three times, he's frustrated because he's being disrespected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, now he's about to blow his top. But what I'm saying is after the first time when he asked them not to do it and they did it again, I feel like he should have said, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. If he didn't care about the money and, you know, all this stuff he's saying, he, he don't care about this, that and the other. Why didn't he just ask her to leave in a quiet manner? Like, for instance, when my children act up, I don't go crazy and yell out the, at them out in public. I get in their ear and I say, you know what? Let's go right now. We out right. here. I, I don't think that was a good analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> children or children, we talking about grown- we're acting like children. We, 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 yes, we're talking about grown adults who was acting like children that should have known better. Right. Well, this is what um, I'm saying, though. No, but- this is what I'm saying. They should have known better. But even my children get the the a certain level of respect where I'm not yelling and raising my voice. They're children and they're still getting my respect. You I'm saying him as the business owner should have gave them a certain level of respect of them being adults, even though they're acting like children and saying, ma'am, it's time for you to go. Please leave. That's it. Well, they said he approached him twice, right? Maybe he did tell him to leave and don't do that. I don't know. Um, however, I will say this, right? I understand where you're coming from because I know you personally and, you know, that's not your temperament, right? And what I think, um, is wrong with the internet, people are telling people how to deal and react, you know, um, a certain way, you know, he lucky, he didn't, he, they lucky he didn't snatch him off that table and drag them out the door. Now, is that what you want to do? Huh? Did you have done that? Look at you. No, nah, I wouldn't have did that. You I get sued you, you you for that. That's what you got security for. Okay. Yeah, you got security for that. So what do you think about people saying, oh, he should have been playing that music? All right, see, that's, that's another thing I want to get to, right? Now, <laughs> there is a Twitter post, right? And this is crazy, right? When something goes viral, let me tell you something, man. Your eighth grade teacher going to chop. Okay. post that um, is advertising a New Year's Eve <sighs> Did Hello? I back in? Yeah, come back in real quick Hold on, alright, I'm back 
So someone found a post that is advertising a New Year's Eve party, right? And he's charging 10000 Not disturbed. Oh, okay. You got people hitting you up. Yeah, and the person keep calling back and back and forth. I, yeah, I just hate that, man. Okay, go ahead. $10,000. But anyway, um, they put up a, a flyer of him advertising a New Year's Eve party, right? And he's charging $10,000 a section. And he said, this is a restaurant. This is not a club. But you charge $10,000 a section. That sounds like the club is going to be popping on New Year's. So we have to, you know, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your, that uh, this guy? Your sound is messed up. Say it again. Is that this restaurant owner? Oh, wow. I can't even hardly hear you now. Okay. What you want me to do? Come back in? Hold on. Hold on. Could you go out and come right back in? All right, we're going to give her a few minutes to come back in. Um, when you do this live streaming, you know, sometimes the sound gets messed up. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Let me see if I bring her back in. Add to stream. Okay. You are back. All right. Say something. Hello. There you go. Okay. You sounded like it was underwater for a minute. Oh, okay. Well, I was asking you this this um ten thousand dollars. Is this the same restaurant owner? Yeah, same restaurant. Okay. Same restaurant owner. Um, someone found that that um he was advertising um a party. So I was saying all that to say that you were saying that um Maybe it was the music, you know, when people, you know, and I understand like music is vibration, it's energy, it's emotion. You know, you might get people get up and dance, and, but to get on top of the table. I didn't say it was the music. I said what you think about people. No, no. And people are saying that maybe he should be playing some jazz. You know, maybe he shouldn't be playing twerking music. And, you know. Listen, we're adults. I don't care what type of music is on. You know, wrong is wrong. But if you want to establish a certain type of clientele, it, that might not be the music, you know, because you, you do have people that are ignorant. And um, I, I, I just don't think that um, music dictates people's behavior. Well, you know what? It may not dictate the behavior, but it might serve as a... Um, a symbolism that that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like you were saying, if you want a certain clientele, you would do the things that that clientele appreciates. I'm not saying that it's ever okay to twerk. You know how I feel about twerking. So we yeah. all understand that I'm not condoning that, but I'm saying maybe there is something to him playing, if he's playing a certain type of music and you know what the reaction is to that music, you're partly to, to blame. I'm saying like maybe he's responsible in some aspects and he can switch things around and hopefully he can get the results that he's looking for. Mm, that, you know, that's something to consider. And maybe he is considering that, but I don't think that, 
you know, initially having a DJ there determines that it's a club atmosphere where you can just get on top of the table and dance. I, I just, you know, but one thing I will say is that um, there are a lot of people, let me bring up some of these comments. There are a lot of people that saying that there and, you know, that he was wrong. Uh, oh. so, so I got 139 comments, right? Okay. And I'm definitely not going to read these all. All right. He said, uh, this is Tiffany Pine Stewart. She said, me personally, I would have just asked the three groups that was at the table to leave. The host in the middle of the floor talking to everyone like they're in a school cafeteria. It's corny and not professional. Yep. Uh, then someone defended him. Uh, she said he did initially and they kept going. It's his business. He can, and then uh, Melanie, uh, Melanin and Payne said it's his business. He can speak how he wants. Do you own a business? And by whose definition of professional are you going by? Is he? Is, is this person talking to me? No, no, no. They oh, okay. Because I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. No, no, these are, no. Because no. I was about to respond. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me get to this claim real quick. These are. <laughs> These are comments under the post from the video uh, I put up. This is not from the... I was like, okay, let me tell you. All yeah, right, go ahead. Yeah, 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 right? So someone said, yes, I own a business, and I'm going off of corporate America value as professionalism, ma'am. It was tacky, and he needs to address the people who he had an issue with. Uh, all right, let me, let, me get to, let me get to the more... Uh, there's, 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 there's so many comments. So many. Pick the juicy ones. <laughs> Yo, someone said, my guy, really guess what? Women put a lot of money in your restaurant and they have a great time. Relax. Somebody told them to relax because the girls was having a great time. And then someone else came and said they could relax without climbing on chairs and tables. Someone said, go to the club if you want to twerk and dance furniture. Um, wow. Uh, someone else said these women, uh, Shamika Sattler said these women would not have done that at Maestro's, a huge all for going out, eating, drinking, and having girlfriends hopping on chairs and tables at this person's business was not okay. Right. Uh, people agree it's the time and place for everything. Uh, he ain't have to have a different approach with them. That's Restaurant. These are grown women who don't know how to conduct themselves in public places. As a black woman, I approve his message and the way he said it. Uh, let me see. The only thing um, I have to say about that is that, yeah, of course, everyone can respond the way that they want. I'm just saying, if you want respect, you have to show respect. And if he's trying to bring about a certain atmosphere, like you're you're having telling people to respect themselves. Mm -hmm. He talked to them was not respectful. That's all I'm saying. He could do whatever he want, but I'm yeah. just saying you sound like a hypocrite. That's that, that's how I feel about it. But be it's, a hypocrite if you want to be. It's your stuff. Yeah. Uh, someone else, Dave Anderson said, if it's an upscale restaurant, why is there a DJ and not? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Right? But listen. Like, all right. Listen, see, this is why I don't like, right? Like, <laughs> The girl said she was going by corporate America's 
uh, standard of professionalism. First of all, America ain't um, America uh, ain't professional, right? America is a corporation. We know that. But since when America has shown any type of professionalism, right? And then why are we using America's uh, or some else standards to determine our way of business, or our walk of life? You know, so and, and and it goes back to saying, right? Like, if someone says something disrespectful towards me, you cannot determine the energy that I use back. You know, if someone pulls out a knife for me, you can't say, Raheem, he had a knife. Why you shot him with your gun? Because I don't I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, in regards to what you're saying about the professionalism, there is a certain standard that most people can't agree is professional or not professional. Mm -hmm. This owner brought up these other establishments. If you're going to compare yourself to the other establishment, you hear you you have just put yourself in that realm of professionalism. So if you want to go your own way and have a DJ, have a DJ. But then you can't then say, "Put me on a level of this group." You well, you doing your own thing, do your own thing. Well, so let I'm me just say, saying, let me say something right. Um, the the statement that I read was from someone that was commenting. He, the owner didn't say that. I didn't say the owner said that. Houston. You said he's putting himself on a level of others. Yeah, when he brought up the other restaurants, he said in the video that oh. you wouldn't go this place, this place, and this place. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that, and I guess that's me making an assumption that these other places would not have a DJ. That's just me jumping to that assumption that those upper-class restaurants would not have a DJ playing that type of music. And then I'm linking it to what you were just saying as far as professionalism. He is putting himself on the level of their professionalism. So mm -hmm. therefore, you have a DJ, it kind of don't match. But he All can right. still do what he wants. I'm still on his side, but I just feel like I can see the both sides of the situation. All right, this is the last comment I'm going to read. Y'all need to go to my uh, Facebook at Raheem Shabazz and read the 137. How many comments I got up here? Uh, uh, how many comments it is? 139 comments. I thought it was 137. Maybe uh, two more people have responded. Um, but this is the last comment, and this is from David Anthony Bradboy. He said, absolutely. The ignorance has to end. He's willing to risk his revenue for dignity and self-respect, dignity and integrity is forever the best investment. Investment for black people, as he said. Not a place for a bunch of niggas. Yeah. I like that comment, you know, because, like he said, man, he, you know, of course, anybody that opens or operate a business is, you know, the end game or the goal is to monetize your business, to make money take care of your family, but he did something that was specifically for us. You know, time and time again, we have witnessed individuals go into restaurants and get turned away for their dress code or mistreated and told they can't enter because they are black. And, you know, we always tell people to shop black and, and, and go to our own business. And here's a man that put over a million dollars into establishment for something that is exclusively for us. And y'all want to get mad at him. People are saying, I will never go there. I will support him. And I, I think that that is something that should not ever happen. You know, um, 
you're not going to support a man's business because these two ladies decided to act out and he responded in a manner that probably wasn't conducive to your liking. That's that's ignorance, man. I, I will support that business. And if I'm ever in the Dallas, Texas area, I'm going there, man. And I'm supporting another black business. You know, um, and, and you know, the ironic thing about it, some of these same individuals are saying they won't go there because of the way he speaks to them. Y'all still go to H&M? No, <laughs> okay. Y'all still go to Gucci. Y'all still go to Louis Vuitton. And y'all saying this on Black Friday, where everybody's telling people to su support a small business, buy black. I just see the, the, the hypocrites in a lot of these people. Well, I think that a lot of people are basically getting to the idea that you can't control people's behavior. Like you can try to. I am. What's that? In my establishment, I am. Okay. Um, but what I was saying is most likely you don't really have to do that because people understand uh, culture, like mm -hmm. what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So this brings me to the whole idea of home training. Mm. what's going on with home training where people don't know when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate to behave in certain ways. Like what happened there? Is there, you know, something else going on? Yeah, I think home training definitely uh, plays a part in, in it because, you know, but no, it does <laughs> play a part in it, but we're not talking about children. You know, regardless to what was the social norms that was happening in my upbringing, when I become an adult and I'm Who able says they're to think, those was grown women. Because they're 21? We've, we've, we've had this conversation before. Just because someone's over 21 don't mean they ain't a grown child. There's so many people walking around who are grown children. All right, so you know what? And guess what? Society and the police officers treat them like children since they act like children, and they punish them like adults, right? Now, it would have been wrong, right? People would have really went at that man if he would have just called the police on him. He didn't even call the police on him. And, and, and a white officer would have... Why would he call the police? Listen, be because they being disrespectful in his establishment, and he want them out of there. Did that, he tell them to leave? But but listen, listen. If he would have called the police on them, right, and them white officers would have came and they would have dragged them sisters by them weaves off them tables, then everybody would have been mad at him. Well, no, that's why I can see why he's frustrated because he probably did want to take it to another level but couldn't. He probably felt like his back was up against the wall. And that's why we need to have more conversations and raise people's awareness levels as far as how you treat people. This man is, you know, maybe his approach was wrong. But if we could dial back the conversation and just say, man, this is his establishment. He don't want it to go down like that. Can you respect it? Like, I just think if he would have maybe came in a different way, maybe the ladies would have been like, all right, brother, I'm sorry. You know, I apologize. And we could have moved on. It well, just listen, seems like a big listen, miscommunication. People said that he approached them twice. He approached him twice. Who's to say he didn't have that candid conversation? You're with, right. You, that he was cool, calm, collective, said, come on, sis. You know, goddamn well. <laughs> Your ass too big to One, be One, two, three, strikes you out. 
Like, I'm you sorry, know, you would have been kicked out. And then they said that he talked, he went over there twice and he walked away. And then when the third time, that's when the lecture came. You <laughs> it know? was like, you know what? Yeah. Hey. And, and, well, since we, we wasn't there. I would, I, I would, um, and, and see, this is, this is what's crazy. I would love to hear the, the, the individual that was dancing, what was her response to it. Yes. And you know what? She probably seen that video and really thought to herself, you know what? I was wrong. And she might even make a video apologizing. <coughs> and if she do that, what is everybody else going to say? You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, people was putting themselves in the position of that woman. And that wasn't you. So why are you so mad and upset and calling for a boycott? It's the same reason why when you see Lizzo twerking at an NBA game and people, you know, giving her kudos. And, you know, I feel, I'm like, it's children here. Like, what? you know, why would we be okay with that? It's almost like because people want the license to do what they want when they want. When yeah. they see other people acting foul. They want to get on their side of things because when it's their turn, they want people to back them up when they doing some foolery. So I just think that people need to get some maturity and have a, a larger picture of what's good for society. Is this something that we want to see? Is this the direction that we want things to go in? And I think if people are honest, honest and not selfish, they would be able to make a, you know, a better decision. A better and informed decision. You 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 you're right about that. Um Ramsey Seven said next time I'm in Dallas, I'm supporting his spot. Hotel, brother. That's what's All right. so I'm gonna ask you a question. Are you gonna support his spot if you in the Dallas, Texas area? Who me? Yeah, you is it vegan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fall through. Okay. Definitely. I, 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 yeah. I had to ask. So my my next and my last question is to you. I want to ask you, right? Do you think that if this girl or the woman that was dancing on the table, right? If she was, I'm just talking about drop dead beautiful, right? And had a bodacious body and she was twerking that thing like you know, you know how they be twerking it. No, and, and listen, no, I know where you go. Hold on, hold on. And she was eye candy, right? Do you think his approach would have been the same? Are you trying to say, like, if he was pulling a Diddy? I don't know if you remember what Diddy did. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. No, no. I don't think it was that at all. Not at all. I, I, to be honest, I couldn't even see her size. When I was looking at the video, I'm just like taking people word that a girl is over there. Because the it was dark and she took up the whole screen. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. No. I don't think it had anything to do with her size or anything. I think it was the, the simple act of her twerking. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Because, you know, some people are, um, if it was someone that, you know, probably was considered eye candy and, you know, she had a banging body, they might have been more tolerant. Well, I would hope not. I would hope that that's not the situation. I can't, you know, say what this man would have done, but you know, twerking is twerking. Now, the situation, right? I remember that, right? 
and I didn't really uh, look too far into it. From what I understand is that, um, you know, he was inviting people to his live, and um, <laughs> she came on there. And she was twerking and back up. And who? Uh, who name you just say? Huh? Who name you just say? Lizzo. Yeah, Liz. Yeah, Diddy. Yeah. Diddy. And, and she was twerking and backing up, and he ended the live with her. But um. He was saying that it was kids in there, something like that, right? That well, wasn't... no, because the thing is, previous to Lizzo doing, Drea did it. And Drea is cute and fine, you know? I'm trying to say and... Lizzo ain't cute and fine? <laughs> hey, look, don't ask me something if you don't want me to tell the truth. I'm not like other people. You know how to tell the truth. I'm just... <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, Drea, to me, in my opinion, I think she's attractive. And oh. I think that um, a lot a lot of people would have wanted to see her twerk it. Okay? okay? So, he let her twerk. And when Lizzo got up there, he was like, cut it, cut, cut, <laughs> cut. And, you know, I was just like, okay. So, that's why I'm saying, do you think it was that type of situation where, you know, you're saying if it was a fine girl, he would have, you know, let it go on. But I don't think that's the situation. So oh, Okay. I, 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 I and just... we'll never know the truth about Diddy. I don't know the truth about well, Diddy. He... Like, you know, um, well, see, you, you brought something to light that I didn't know of. I didn't know Drea was on there twerking before that, you know. So he was on there twerking before that, and then Lizzo came on. Um, it probably wasn't the eye candy he wanted to see. You yeah, know? well, maybe, too, after Drea did it, it was kind of like, you know, but then he didn't want it to be a thing. Who knows what was going through his head? I mean, you'll never get the honest truth out of these people sometimes. But, but yeah. see, this is another thing, right? And that's why I'm glad I'm not um, a part of that celebrity lifestyle. You know, I live life on my own accord, right? Um, if I decided to let someone twerk on my uh, lives and I'm enjoying it and I'm liking it, and then someone comes that uh, is not pleasing to the eye, and I'll be like, whoa, and I, and I decide to um, <laughs> shut them down, you know, that's my prerogative. You know, people are saying, oh, you that, that he was fat shaming. And, and well, listen, I don't like nothing bigger than me. I'm telling y'all that right now. Well, that's the thing. People he can't stand in their truth no more. Like huh? people can't. I said, that's the thing. People can't stand in their truth no more. If that's how they felt and people feel like it's shaming, we all have our own opinions. Some things are offensive to a, an individual that's not offensive to someone else. You seeing a slim girl who fits in her clothes as not offensive, but then you see someone who is not in their clothes properly, like spilling out of their clothes, it may offend you. How are you supposed to um, show to someone that that's, you know, unacceptable to you without offending? Like, you know, it, it, how how am I supposed to protect that? You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes it just comes out in truthfulness. But nowadays you're not allowed to be truthful because everybody are like snowflakes, like very yeah. sensitive. You can't. Absolutely. You can't and say anything. I, I don't even want to like when when I describe myself, I don't even want to use the word uh, offensive. Right. It's just my preference would see. I would love to see somebody that is eye candy. That's it. If it's something that's not pleasing to the eye, I don't see it. Well, see, my thing is this: anything in a sexual, um, in a sexual manner, to me, is offensive. Whether it's a slim, cute girl or a big, overweight person, to me, if it's sexually overt, it's offensive. 
That's just how I feel. But if you're a man and you're in your privacy of your own home, your private situation, then yeah, you can do what you want because you're in private. But when you're in public, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to have your individual um, preferences. I mean, that's the way that society has been set up now. So. Yeah. But you know what? We don't go according to the norms of society. And I want to tell everybody, man, live your life. Enjoy. Be happy. Twerk if you have to, but don't do it on nobody's table in their restaurant or their place of business. And if you are spilling out of your clothes, now nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But uh, Marcy Lee, in your last closing words, is there anything you want to say? Uh, I just want to say that you know when we're dealing with these situations within the community, I think that we need to have a little bit more. Um, empathy as far as how we're we're um, seeing things and do things across the board. Like I just said, like as far as preferences of size or whatever, I think it would be eliminated um, if, you know, we just kept some things private. Some one of the um, people commented saying there's a, 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 a proper place and time. And I think that that would solve a lot of these problems. Um, the problem is people want to um, put their um, the way that they want to behave on other people and don't care if it's offensive or not. And some things I feel like should be, you know, uh, people should be allowed to feel how they want without people being too sensitive. I think it's up to the individual to figure out which way they want to go. Um, so that's the only thing I want to say. Oh, wait, I do want to say I support the brother. I just wish he would have came a different way at the sisters. Um, I feel like he had a right to, you know, communicate what he wanted in his establishment. And I feel like if the women was of a certain um, level, they would have respected his wishes. And because they didn't respect his wishes, then I, I feel that they're in the wrong. I put it on um, do not disturb mode, but I don't understand how I'm getting... I'm still getting phone calls. Well, we're about to end it. So what you got to say, brother? No, we're about to end it. Um, I just want to say, man, make sure that y'all continue to um, tune in to Necessary Blackness podcast. Um, I have a big announcement I'm going to make. A um, couple of projects I'm working on. Uh, continue to follow me on, on Facebook. Continue to follow me on Instagram and anywhere on social media. And tomorrow... Ladies and gentlemen, I will be appearing on the Trap Pastors broadcast. You ever heard of the Trap Pastor? Huh? Tell us about it. Uh, the Trap Pastor is it's a good brother, and his name is Reverend uh, uh, Keith Slaughter. And I actually had the opportunity to speak at his church um, he showed uh, Elementary Genocide 1, 2, and 3 there. Uh, he was a radio personality here in Atlanta that had a very, very big following. But when I tell you, he is unapologetic, and he brings it to your doorstep, right? And um, he teaches uh, uh, in the radical tradition of uh, Christianity, right? But he definitely teaches it from a Pan-Africanist perspective. So tomorrow, I will be uh, on his podcast. Um, 
and uh, it's called the Trap Pastors Podcast. Uh, I'll be on there at 12 p.m. I'm not sure. Um, I think we're going to be doing Facebook Live. Uh, it might be YouTube Live as well. But either way, I will share that with um, the listening audience. So with that said, man, continue to uh, support me. And if you don't already have Elementary Genocide 1, Elementary Genocide 2, Elementary Genocide 3, make sure you go out and get that. Make sure you go on wingyapparel.com and pick you up some merch. See, I got the wingy hat on. This is the first time I ever wore a dad's hat. I don't know. It's looking a little spliffy on me. I might start wearing it. Who knows? But continue to support us, man. And um, anybody that's interested in helping us keep this broadcast going, make sure you donate to our cash app, uh, dollar sign, uh, Raheem Shabazz. Marcy Lee, take it away. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on our next broadcast. You can check me out at Forever Marcy Lee. And um, we'll see you here next time during our next broadcast. Peace. What about the two books? <laughs> Thank you. You can also get my books at Amazon.com. These are children books um, created for your beautiful, young, striving scholars. Um, the first one is Fun in the Rain, and the second one is Fun in the Snow. So please support your sister. Go ahead, um, over to Amazon.com. I would truly appreciate it. Thank you. Peace and Black Cloud family. We out of here.